Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining the podcast. Only a few more days until Santa Claus comes. I'm so excited. All right, everyone, we're going to talk about why so many people are unhappy at work. And I got to tell you, I read an article in the Wall Street Journal recently, and I was really surprised by the information. Because during COVID, so many of us as employers did some pretty amazing things for our employees, right? We kept them working even when we didn't necessarily have enough work for them to do. We let them work at home even when we knew they couldn't perform all of their essential functions at home. We gave them benefits so that they didn't have to, for example, go out and get lunch. We bought them lunch, right? We've all done things to try to keep our employees happy. So I find it really interesting that despite the fact that wages are going up, employees are getting more time off. Look, in California, they just got more California paid sick leave, right? And they have greater control over where they work, right? We've got folks who are working hybrid schedules. They get to choose when they want to work at home. They get to have a flexible schedule. Despite all of that, there was a 2023 survey that Gallup did that showed more employees are angry, stressed, and disengaged than ever before. Another survey done by an HR company showed that more than 90% of their employees report lower job satisfaction than ever since they've been recording job satisfaction in these organizations, okay? So it's really interesting. During COVID, people rethought a lot about their lives, right? What is important to me? How do I want to structure my day? What am I willing to sacrifice for my job? What am I willing to do to spend more time with my family or my pets or in the outdoors where I want to be, you know, more time than I want to be doing anything else. What am I going to do to make that happen? And a lot of that sort of re-examination of our lives was because of COVID. It definitely, we saw a huge spike in 2020. And I think a lot of folks then landed in places where they wanted to land, right? So, They quit an industry they didn't want to be doing, and they went to an industry where they wanted to be. They spent time working with nonprofits or doing things for the environment or with children or with climate change, whatever. They were doing things that made them happy, that made their heart full. So I thought people were happier. But then when I read this article, I realized, you know what? I kind of know that isn't true. We have folks in our firm who are amazing. Everybody who works with us is terrific. They're smart. They're engaged. They're motivated. But they're not always happy. I'm not always happy. 
I think about clients we talk to every day, they're not always happy. So what is going on? And I think there are a number of things at play and what we need to do as organizations and as employers is try to figure out how can we turn the tide on this a little bit? So of course we have inflation. So even though people have had some wage gains, we've got inflation. We have issues about having to come back to work, right? So during COVID, we let people work these hybrid schedules and then employers started figuring out, or maybe 100% remote, and then employers started figuring out we're not as collaborative if we're not together. We're not as efficient. We're not meeting our billable hours. We're not meeting our client goals. And so what happens then? Well, at that point, you start thinking, okay, I want people to come back to the workplace, right? I want people to be back where I can see them and where they can do what they want to do to get the job done in my presence, right? So I can see what's happening, so we can talk to each other, so I can drop by their office. Well, guess what? People don't want to do that. They do not want to come back to the office. And, you know, we asked our, our team recently, let us know what we can do better. How can we make your job better? No suggestions except I want to work at home. And there are people in our firm who can't work at home. Their job is to answer the phone. Their job is to greet clients. Their job is to work very collaboratively with each other on projects. They can't do it from home. But that's what they want. What everybody wants is to work at home. So when you're an employer that doesn't want to let people work at home, you're going against what a lot of people want, right? And you have to decide, okay, do I really have a legitimate business reason to have people work in the office? Can I make it work a different way? How far am I willing to go? But people are feeling micromanaged by having to come back to the workplace. They're feeling like they don't want to be told what time to come to work and how to report their time and when they should be submitting projects. They want more independence, right? And it's funny because pre-COVID, folks would have been thrilled with the idea of getting to work at home even one day a week. Now you ask them to come back to work three days a week and work at home two days a week or vice versa, and they're upset, right? They're not happy. So what are we supposed to be doing, right? Because a lot of us have been busting our chops to try to keep people happy. I remember back during COVID when we were doing Wake Up Wednesdays with Jen, which was our free weekly uh, Wednesday webinar where we told people about COVID rules and tried to help with at-home working and all the challenges that, that COVID brought. We would talk about, okay, how to make your employees happy, how to connect with them. Can you send them on you know, a Zoom treasure hunt? Can you send everyone chocolate for fun? What can you do? Right? What can you do to, to help them um, feel connected to the workplace? And a lot of Fortune 100 companies spent so much money trying to boost employee morale, giving mental health benefits, giving childcare benefits, uh, well-being bonuses, right? But it hasn't translated into happier employees. And why is that the case? What is going on? Well, one of the things that was interesting to me about this article is that newer employees are actually less happy. 
And I think particularly folks who are just joining the workforce, the professional workforce, they are disillusioned with the amount of work they have to do, the hours they're working, the expectations. They got sort of a rude awakening when they joined the workforce after COVID, where some of them were during high school and college at home doing classes online and having flexibility and not having as much accountability. And so many other things were, were easier in a way at that time. And now we don't have that happening, right? Also, I think one of the things that is really hard for folks is that they're not getting that regular feedback from their leaders. So even though they want to work at home, they're also dissatisfied because they're not feeling connected. They're not feeling mentored. They're not feeling like anybody's focusing on them. They're not feeling like they're truly having a connection where someone is willing to close the door and sit down with them and not look at their phone and really give them 100% of their attention. That is really not happening. And when you have a lot of folks working remotely, they tend to be more focused on just doing their own jobs. They tend to be less worried about what's going on with everyone else. And that's tough, right? So when we think about how we can get these employees back on track, there are no easy answers. I do have a few suggestions though that I think will help. One of them is transparency. I think we've got to be clear with our employees why they matter, why they make a difference. So whether you have a remote workplace, a hybrid workplace, everyone's in office, whatever it is, think about the value that the employees are bringing to the table. What are they doing to make your business more successful? What are they doing to help your organization thrive? And you've got to tell them, and you've got to tell them more when they're working remotely or hybrid, because it's not obvious. They don't feel it because you bought donuts today and they're in the kitchen, right? So transparency means not being afraid to say, hey, I don't want you working at home because I want to see you and I want to be able to talk to you and I want to be able to have a real connection with you. It's okay to say that. And it's okay for the employees not to like it. They have a choice to make, right? But acting as if you must bring them back to work, that's just not going to play because very few positions must be done at the office. It's more about how things should be working from your perspective or how they can be most efficient. Another thing I think is really important for you to consider is where you can provide flexibility. So maybe you can't allow remote work or maybe the hybrid schedule is three days in the office and two days at home and that's the best you can do. Can you have a flexible start time? I've noticed as my daughter is getting older, she's gonna be entering high school next year, which I can't even believe. I have a lot more obligations with her than I thought I would. I thought the busiest time of my life with her would be when she was a baby and she needed me. Boy, was I wrong. Every year she gets older, she needs me more and more. Now, between us, she doesn't want to need me and she doesn't tell me she needs me, but I can see it. Today, we had a high school tour where we went to check out one of our local high schools to see if it would be a good fit for her. And she wanted me in her tour. 
She, she was asking me questions. She was asking me to ask the tour guide questions. So I need more personal time. I need more time with Ella. Now, how can I make that happen? Well, I've got to have some flexibility. Um, oftentimes it means I'm getting up at three o'clock in the morning, working for a few hours before she gets up so that I can have some time during the day. I'm lucky because I run this firm and I can have that flexibility. I give our employees that flexibility. Somebody's in law school. They want to leave early. Great. I work out their schedule. Somebody wants to be home early because their husband's already retired. Great. I work out that schedule. See what you can do with flexibility. It's important. Another thing for you to consider is job satisfaction in terms of what are they doing and can you make it better? Here's what I mean. For the longest time, we've done things mostly in our law firm the same way because it's been effective, right? Our firm has grown. We have a good reputation. Um, we're, we're doing a good job. So we don't change things that aren't broken. But Ronnie, our firm administrator, and I have really been looking this year at efficiency and how we can make things more automated and how we can take away some of the projects that just are sort of rote, but take a lot of time and suck energy out of people. We've actually come up with some great ideas and some great changes. So even when something isn't broken, you still want to take a look at it and decide, is there something you can do to make it better? Is there some improvement that you can implement that will make your employees happier? The last thing I want to talk about is soliciting feedback. And I know that when I ask for feedback, a lot of people don't want to give it to me if they work in my firm, right? They feel like, well, she's the boss. I don't want to say anything negative. I don't want to tell her. And I want to know. I want to know what I could do better. I want to know how I can improve things. So I do everything I can to encourage. But I realize that there's a certain barrier to that, right? People aren't always going to feel comfortable. So we have ways for people to solicit ideas anonymously. That helps, right? Or I tell folks, you don't have to tell me. You can tell Ronnie, and then she doesn't have to tell me who brought it up. I don't need to know who brought it up. I just need to know how to solve the problem. So if you can find ways to solicit feedback, and you have to be willing to push, right? So if you say, hey, everybody, how's it going? Does anyone have any suggestions? Crickets. Oh, okay, well, if you don't have suggestions, I'd love to know what's working well for you. Eric, tell me what's working well. Amber, let me know what you're liking about your job right now. Don't let crickets dictate the information you're getting. Dig a little deeper. Be a little more um, assertive about getting that feedback. Let people know how much you value it, how much you need it, how critical it is to the success of the organization. And I think the more energy you spend on that and making people feel comfortable that they can provide the information and confident that there won't be any retribution, there won't be any negative sort of um, actions after somebody does that, the more successful you're going to be. So be transparent, all right? Be as flexible as you can. Look at your processes and procedures, even if they're not broken, what can you do to improve them? And then solicit that feedback. 
and find ways to do it creatively. You can do surveys. You can do, like I said, anonymous old-fashioned suggestion box where someone can write something. Or you can set up an email where people can send an email that is scrambled so nobody knows where it came from, but they can submit the information. There are a lot of ways that your IT teams can help with that. But the bottom line is, I don't want everyone at work to be unhappy. And I don't think you do either. So let's spend some time in 2024, focus on what we can do to improve the happiness quotient at work. I think we will all benefit from those efforts. Thank you, everyone. Happy holidays, and we'll see you next week. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction. 